This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we are always reaching for truth and beauty. Remember, the people and the brands on the show are not paying to be here, so we get to ask them those tough questions you want answered, because you deserve to be informed so you can make the best choices for yourself. With that said, I'm Amber, and today my fabulous co-host is Dr. Ryan Neinstein. He is a board-certified plastic surgeon here in New York City. All he does is bodies, and all I do is Google his Instagram because it is insane. Um, before we get into all things today, we're going to be talking a little bit about tummy tucks, the mommy makeover, um, reverse tummy tucks. But before we get into that, welcome to the show, Dr. Neinstein. Thanks for being here. Amber, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and I can't wait to jump right into it. Yes. And you know what? We've got to kick this off. Happy New Year, everybody. Right. I mean, here we are 2024. Whoever thought we would make it. Ugh. Do you have any resolutions for the new year, Dr. Neinstein? No, I don't make New Year's resolutions because, you know, always advancing, always growing, always learning. You know, I don't have to, you know, set the clock at a certain date. It's just a thing I do each and every day. I love that. I feel like I set my clock at my birthday. So not necessarily like New Year's, but here's a crazy thing. My husband's birthday is New Year's Eve. So for him, I really? feel like it's kind of a, a no-brainer. But um, Funny, I don't change my goals, but yeah, yearly, but I do kind of a personal evaluation yearly and, and then a personal evaluation decade-wise. Because oh. most people, you know, I think it was Bill Gates who said most people overestimate overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in a decade. So you need to have a different lens by which you evaluate yourself. Yearly, you're probably going to feel let down because you couldn't in a year do as much as you could say over a decade. So I like I to like look that. at things in the short and the long to give a better perspective, but the move forward goals, initiatives, imperatives stay the same day in, day out. Well, I got to say, I've been following your career, not quite for a decade, but for many, many years. Um, and I have to say, I feel like of all of the body plastic surgery before and afters, I think I'm the most blown away by yours. Um, you know, so so we have like, I, I want to talk today kind of on the tummy tuck. I feel like there's so many different names for that. Some of it is the mommy makeover, which I know is more than a tummy tuck. You know, people think of plastic uh, liposuction, um, you know. I'd like you to kind of go through what this is. And and, and let's just start with this. How, what is a tummy tuck? So I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to get into that. But what I want, I want to specifically talk about what you said before about how you think and you're watching over years, something has gotten so good, outstanding, you know, quite an outlier. You know, the ocean between good and great is vast and that's all in the details. So if you pick one uh, operation or few, whatever you in life, you pick a few things to focus on, but then you really focus on it. And I'm talking like all in 24 seven mm -hmm. for a decade. So for me, you know, tummy tucks and then, you know, the accoutrements, the mommy makeover that go with it has been, you know, at the center of my 
essentially personally and professional life. Um, and like all compound interest, you know, if we think about basic investing philosophy, it, it's small, like big things happen in small changes. Like yeah. it's, it's small. So like every, literally every month we are making tiny adjustments to our tummy tucks. And then when you do this over a decade, like the difference okay. between a seven out of 10 and a 9.5 out of 10 is a decade of literally ruining your life trying to get into the details. <laughs> and I'm happy to do it and I'm glad I did it and we'll never stop doing it. But it is literally, it's no one comes up with something overnight that makes an operation better. You have right. to slowly move it up 1% at a time, year over year. And it has to be an obsession. And the best part about it is the patients just get all the benefit. And that recipro reciprocity is, you know, they pay it back to you in the sense that they just make you feel great for all the work you put in. Well, you know, on that, though, it's very interesting because do you find, um, you know, as a plastic surgeon, you know, I'm going to tell you, as a consumer these days, you know, I, I look at, at plastic surgery and, and it's, you know, while you can be a general plastic surgeon, I really look for those specialties, right? So you want to go to a guy who only does rhinoplasties if you're getting your nose done. Correct. You want a guy to go to a guy who only does facelifts. I, that's why I wanted to bring you on for our kick-ass first episode of the year, because I feel like you're the guy you go to if you want something done from, you know, tits We're, to knees. I'm next, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> Knock down, and I'm friends with all the facelift guys in town yeah. and all the eye surgeons, and they refer me all their body work because they yeah. have such an appreciation for the hyper specialization. Um, you know, because we see the world through the same lens, and it's a narrow focused lens. Yeah, yeah, and you want to go to the person who's doing, and you do hundreds of them, right? Hundreds of 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 liposuctions, but are not like a year of body a year. Pure love and joy. You know, one of the nicest things patients always say to me when they you know come in for a consult or they leave. Um, their, their feedback is always this guy loves what he does. Yeah. He's so interested in me and my operation. Like, and that's because I truly am like, I actually love it. I wake up, like jump out of bed at four in the morning. I'm like, get me into an operating room and like, let's go. Let's um, go. Because I have this amazing skill and I want to share it with this woman and the world. Um, so on that, you know, can you quickly go through what is the difference between liposuction, a tummy tuck, and a mommy makeover? Okay, so pregnancy causes changes to the body, like newsflash, okay? And the, this is the biggest paradigm shift I'm seeing. We are understanding now thin, fit women or get the most changes from pregnancy, there's yeah. the most amount of stretching. So you it's paradoxical because you're probably thinking like if you're thin and fit, you'll just bounce right back. It's like not true because you get stretched more. Yeah. And the laws of physics are the laws of physics. So when you have big babies, multiple babies, multiple big babies, twins, triplets, your body is physically stretched and torn. So the three main things that happen is the muscle separation, which is number one, the diastasis, that gives you the pooch, okay? That drives women nuts. When they are literally look pregnant and they haven't had a kid in two or three years, and those muscles are emailing each other, they are not texting or not talking, they are so far apart. There's nothing in the world that you could do. You could do a plank for a year, nothing's gonna happen. And then we come to the stretched skin. Now, Loose skin on the surface doesn't seem like that's a problem, right? Maybe even seem frivolous, loose skin, bunch of skin you can grab. But you know what's not frivolous? Not being able to wear a bathing suit, not wanting to go on vacation, 
not going on date night with your husband, not, you know, you don't want to go to your child's bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah or wedding because you can't put on clothes without wearing 65 contraptions and the clothes you're wearing look ridiculous or frumpy, as they say. So it's not frivolous because it's a physical constraint, loose skin, stretch muscles. You can never eat again and plank for a year. Nothing's going to change. And fat gets deposited in stock. So right. when we're doing a tummy tuck, we're sculpting, that's lipo. We're doing a muscle repair and we're removing skin. And I can talk and we will, like we can get granular on how the tummy tucks have evolved. Okay. Because it evolves with the desires of the patients, right? Like markets move where the demand is. So you have to change the procedure to the demand of the patient. And the patients we see in New York who come to my office and they come from all over the world, it doesn't matter where they come from. They want the same thing. They want long, lean, and elegant. They want, when they're at a pool or whatever resort they're at in the world, or they're at their gym, they want people to look at them and say, she looks great, not she had great plastic surgery. Right. Yes, that is so important. Um, you know, so so really kind of just clearing this up, because I think that sometimes people listening might not know the difference and they go to their doctor and they're like, I want liposuction when really what they need is a little bit like you said. So liposuction is the simple removal of fat. Here's the, the gonna, two most dangerous gonna, words. Yeah. The oh, two most me. dangerous words in plastic surgery. And I I joke about this on social media all the time. And the number one revision procedure I do. Fit, thin women. Doesn't matter if they're 35 or 65, go to their local plastic surgeon. They've had a couple of kids and they just say, I want a little bit of like a little lipo. Plastic surgeon, yes, them to death because they want the case. Absolutely destroy their body, period, full stop. If like, I don't know, say I do six to 700 cases a year, literally. The amount of women who had even one kid that I do pure lipo on out of 600 is maybe two. Right. If right. you've been stretched, you have stretched tissues. Those tissues need to be removed, not cooked. And I want to make sure we're not just focusing on pregnant women here, right? Because I feel like now, I mean, there's men who go in for tummy tucks, right? There, I mean, well, there's, there's so women. funny. Listen, because... I've had no baby, but I can't wait to come and see you to get this midsection done. Cause I'm going to call it, I'm not a mommy makeover. Look, you, we, we age, the skin gets loose and, and there's nothing you can say. do about that. Right. Well, Liz, it's so funny you said that because I'm just doing an interview. Uh, I'm not going to say which magazine. And I think they're calling it, you know, they always call my procedure the Birkin body and they're calling it Birkin body without the baggage, meaning we're doing a lot of mommy makeover procedures for women who have never had children. And yeah. it's because they have the same diagnosis. We're seeing a lot of skin laxity yep. and looseness from women focusing on you know, exercise. Also, now you throw in all the GLP-1 agonists, the Ozempics and the this, you're getting people who used to lose 10 pounds, but now women in their mid thirties, mid forties, mid fifties, even if they don't have children, you're adding a little bit of perimenopause. You throw in a, a month or two of Ozempic, you've lost 20 pounds you have now completely switched from a liposuction to a skin removal patient. So you can call it whatever you want, but we do breast lifts and tummy tucks on patients. Probably a third of our patients don't have any children. Right, right. It's the Birkin body without the baggage. Not that the kids are baggage, best thing I've ever done, but it's a quirky name. But yeah, so the you know, practice is think... the same procedure with or without the babies. 
Do you think it's important then, you know, for people who might be considering really at the end of the day, if you are looking in the mirror and you're saying, you know, my midsection bothers me, is it more important to it? I guess you're, what you're saying is it's important to go to your doctor and then have that consultation and not necessarily go in and say, I need lipo or I so, need a tummy tuck. So we actually don't, we screen people on the phone saying, you know, before you can meet me, are you willing to do the procedure doctor, the doctor suggests to get the results you desire? Yeah. And if they say no, we say no problem, like go somewhere else. Yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. If you come in with loose skin and say, I want lipo, you know, it's uncomfortable because you're like, well, it makes no sense. Okay. It's square peg round hole, complete waste of time. And it'd be immoral, non-ethical to do it. <laughs> so, but our patients know, and that's what we spread through social and our website and patients share it themselves, which is an amazing new world where our full paying patients are happy to share their own experiences on social media, tag me, use their yeah. face, use their name, use their voice. Nobody cares about the scar. Nobody cares about the downtime because when you get the body you want to live the life you deserve, nobody cares. Zero. 600 a year, 6,000 tummy tucks, zero. Literally, when they get the the results they want, I get zero complaints about scar. Zero. You know, so I do, I let's talk a little bit about what that procedure is, you know, so let's not focus on, I want to focus specifically for the rest of this episode on, on tummy tucks, right? Yeah. Let's get into the details of yeah. an operation. And this is what a patient, say someone's listening to this and they're looking what you should be looking for. Okay. This is how you want your tummy tuck to go. This should be like a four or five hour procedure. This is not a 90 minute procedure. You can't do this work in 90 minutes. This operation is four to five hours. This operation should be done in an accredited facility. I like the private, meaning someone's office, because you have your selected team. So we have better instruments, we have better people, and we're like a well-oiled machine. The other real specific detail about the safety of doing a tummy tuck, make sure there's two anesthesiologists in the office, okay? I don't. I wouldn't go on a plane that had one pilot. Point. So we yeah. always have two anesthesiologists. Listen, we have the benefit of having two operating rooms in my office, but have two around. God forbid there's a problem. Have another set of hands. We don't have any issues. I will I always say you need blood thinners at your surgery and for the week after because I can deal with bleeding, but I'm not dealing with a blood clot. Okay. Everyone walks in, everyone walks out. The details of the operation. The operation starts with lipo 360. Okay. You should get complete sculpting of the waist, back, armpits, mm -hmm. lateral chest. All of that stubborn fat, it's got to go. It's got to go. You To get those long, lean lines, the sculpting has to be done. We like Vaser. We do a lot of fat harvesting for breast and butt you know, injections, but it is complete sculpting. And that part of the operation should probably take two hours. Okay? Yeah. So if someone's doing 90-minute total... You're not doing the sculpting because you have to really turn the patient like rotisserie to get all the way around. Okay. <laughs> and you want to use all the accoutrements. We're using vaser, we're using J plasma, anything you can do to move the procedure a little farther. But really, it's yeah, the yeah. complete sculpting, taking that time. That's step one. That's the number two reason I see revisions is the patient didn't get the right lipo or they just got a little, but like, I don't know. I played a win. Okay. Right. We're going to do, do, do it. Go and do it. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Okay, so after the lipo, we go to the muscle repair. So you make your incision, you're doing the muscle repair. The muscle repair is key. 
There's a million ways to do it, but basically you want to repair all the muscles that are separated. So, you know, most people just do it down the middle, the rectus muscles, but really you can have multiple vectors. So you, I'm in there, especially these thin fit women, petite from all over the world that have three, four, five kids, their muscles, not just in the middle, but on the side are separated, repair them all, right. repair them all. Um, so you got to have a, you know, the muscle repair is not like everyone gets the same. You want to have the lipo complete for your body. You want the muscle repair for your body. Skin removal. Okay. Here's the details. The incision needs to be where the pubic area transitions to the skin. It should be under your C-section and you make it as far as you have to, to get the result. The number one reason patients come to my office from all over the world for revision tummy tuck, the incision was not long enough, which means you didn't get enough of the stretched skin out, which, mm. I mean, you just did that whole journey and you got like 70% of the results because you told the surgeon you didn't want the incision. You know, I don't, there's no negotiating with me. Like I'm making the incision as long as I need to, to get the result that you want. It's, I mean, it's normally hip to hip, right? Like, is I go way past the hip. We're way oh. past the hip. That's hip to hip. It, it, like, you're, you're missing 30%. That's a seven out of 10. If you're not three to four inches past that on both sides, you're not a 9.5 to 9.8 out of 10. So, what is that like? What does that look like? And, and, um, I mean, my patients wear string bikinis. So, don't tell me the scar matters. Got it. Okay. Now, my, <laughs> my next question for you is, you know, with, so how, also, so why am I confident making a long okay. scar, right? Yeah. Well, well also, and maybe, maybe if you want to talk about that first, but um, you also do the reverse tummy tuck where they you pull do. it up into. But a lot of people are scared of scars. We show pictures all day long, all yeah. day long of scars on every skin type. So, so why am I not scared of scars? So when the skin is pulled down in a tummy tuck, they used to just pull it down, sew it up, but then all the force or strength or tension is on the, you know, the stitches at the bottom. So now we do this very thorough thing called progressive tension, where when you pull the skin down, you're sewing the skin down to the muscles so that when it gets to the bottom, there's no tension. Then we're closing in three layers meticulously by the surgeon. It's not like the surgeon walks out of the room and someone else does it. The surgeon's doing it because you should care because if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. So you have, you know, the meticulous three-layer closure, progressive tension suture to take the tension off. And now we add a Provena incisional management system, which increases blood flow. It's like being in a hyperbaric oxygen tank for a week. Yeah. And we have the patient post-op monitored, you know, by our aftercare nurses and flexed. And you're bent over for two weeks. I mean, surgery with us is a huge downtime, but we well, get the results. So let's let's talk about that. But but before we do that, so so we're we're talking about the tummy tuck, which involves, like you said, 360 lipo, the repair of the muscles, and you and know what? I, and then um the skin removal. Yeah. Now, what about people? So in general, with the tummy tuck, you're you know, you're getting that total repair. Uh how does total, that differ? Total from torso. A, total torso. Differ from a reverse tummy tuck. So I probably do two or three a year again versus 600. So obviously we're in this, usually the reverse is someone who had a mini tummy tuck done elsewhere. So the so from the belly button down, they're good. And it's just loose skin above the belly button. Got it. Okay. And then yeah. that kind of pulls up into the breast. Correct. But I get that is the exception, not the rule. And like, it's a fun operation pulling up, but it doesn't allow you to repair the muscles. Right. 
So it's a pure skin redraping above the belly button. Gotcha. Okay. So um, let's talk recovery because you just said two weeks of downtime, they're bent over. And wait, now, wait, 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 way more yeah. downtime. No, no, no. Yeah. So if anyone, what, what? if you walk into a consultation, first of all, if you're not in lo- like, if you're not feeling the vibe with your doctor, like you should like them. Like I like to work with people I like that like the same things as me. Like, yeah. because this is, you know, this is a relationship that's as intense as any other relationship you're going to be in. So you better. You're literally putting your life in your surgeon's hands. So I don't care because and you're. Con- the yes. operation doesn't stop at, at the, when the knife goes down, the operation right. is basically going on forever. And like the first month, like I, I joke, it's dating. It's like, you know, we basically see, uh, you know, I see you naked every day. And then, yeah. uh, you know, after like a month, it kind of trails off. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> like dating and marriage. But it's okay. very, in- um- <laughs> but it's very intense. Um, so you got to really vibe with the surgeon and the surgeon's got to vibe with the patient and the patient has to like the office and the office has to like the patient. Yeah. This has to be a big deal. If it's not a big deal, like it's not going to be a big deal for you. Right. So what is, so Let's what is that downtime? So you have your yeah. Office. You have your operation in my office. You go into a recovery room and then you're getting a private care nurse because I don't care who your spouse, partner, or whoever is, they can't take care of you. They don't want to take care of you. We're going diapers. We're going leaking fluid that looks like a faucet. You have tubes coming out of everything. You can't go to the bathroom. You can't get up. You can't eat. You can't, tr- I mean, you need full-time care. This is not send you home with a piece of paper from 1986 with instructions. This is right. an immersive experience. The way we do it is we want to say, hey, let's do this big operation and then let's bring some hospitality and some razzle dazzle into it. So let's put you up in the plaza overlooking central park with your nurses, because you know what, there's no reason why your surgery can't be special. Obviously not everyone needs to do that, but I do think the aftercare specialized nursing makes a big difference. The first week you are essentially completely useless to the world. Okay. You can't move. You are resting. You are flexed. Your job is to hydrate, take protein so you heal and start lymphatic massages and literally do nothing. You are not a caregiver. You are not the CEO. You are not this. You are not that. I have a ton of surgeons and lawyers. I'm like, you are not a surgeon this week. You are not a lawyer this week. The second week you can start moving around, but you're moving over around like a grandmother. You're bent over. We're getting your drains out. We're getting your incision management system off, but you're pretty useless to the world. From week two to week six, you start regaining society, okay? And when I say regain society, I mean you are going for lunch, going for dinner. You are driving and going to activities back in the office, but you are moving slow. You are moving slow. It takes about three months to really start seeing results. That's when we're going to let you back into the gym. I mean, you're going to see results in six weeks, but at three months, you're going to start getting that wow factor, and then that's going to keep improving. And guess what? One thing people don't talk about, year two is better than year one. Year three is better than year two. Why? Because we take, you know, people like you, Amber, people are dedicated to taking care of themselves. They enjoy um, eating clean. They enjoy exercising. Obviously, they all like to drink and stuff, but they enjoy taking care of themselves. But when we take away all the constraints on your body, like yeah. it, it's, again, compound growth. Like, yeah. Imagine, you know, you don't have, your muscles are where they're supposed to be. You don't have any extra skin. You don't have any extra fat. Do Pilates four times a week for three years. And like, you'll look like you're 22 when you're 65. Yeah. So on that, I I think that we should address this now. Um, 
because I saw a woman in her late 60s that you put on your social recently. So let's talk about age ranges. Now, of course, we know that everybody is different, everybody's health. Yeah. But where do you find, you know, that that age range? Like, who's silos. a good candidate? I got just awesome people are a good candidate. But <laughs> like, you know, I just like working with good people. I got two silos. It's like the 35 to 45. These are younger women. They just had a bunch of kids kind of quickly. Usually, you know, they had two or three, four. This is kind of like the most common say, actually, no, they're about 50, 50. Um, and they've literally in like a few years went from like this banging college body to like, they can't even look in the mirror anymore. And they're like, I'm not waiting. Let's go. Okay. And then there is, so that's 35 to 45 year old, a few kids, and they just don't want to live the rest of their life without like, they want to enjoy their life. And they don't want to like, there's nothing they can do. They've maxed out. They all do Pilates seven days a week, never eat, you know? So yeah. that's the first age group. Second is like my 50 plus my, and we, and that's again, half of my patients. A lot of those are moms who are super busy and they look pretty good after their kids and they were like happy. And then usually it's the menopause that really yeah. just added that extra stretch. The breast just deflated. The exercise is doing much less and the skin just loosened up and they're in their 55, 60, 65. They feel good because they take good care of themselves and they look in the mirror and they're just like, who is this old, like, who is this woman? Because I yeah. don't look the way I feel. So we have that 35 to 45 and that kind of 55 to 70. I mean, I do, I know this sounds odd. I do a lot of 65 to 70 year old women because there's a lot of pretty awesome 65 to 70 year old women walking around who I mean, don't feel like life is over, who have this incredible closet of clothing that they can't wear. And, you know, they have the resources and they're like, you know, and they're healthy. So like, let's do it. My oldest listen, is 87. She was going on to Boca West, right? I mean, I'm in, like, my family's in Boca and, and, yeah. and the people there are like, yeah. I mean, the women there in their 70s and 80s put me to shame. And I love I it. I, I probably operate on most of them. Um, what was I going to say? All they always say to older patients is, why did I wait? I should have done yeah. this when I was 35. <laughs> because they're like, you're telling me I could have had like from 35 to 65, I would have had this body? Yeah. Um, okay. So those so are the gone... two groups. It's like right after kids and kind of right after menopause. You know, going into that recovery, and, and I want to dive into this a little bit more because, you know, you talk about that first week. And when you say um, you're not going to be doing, I mean, anything, like you are, you are basically you're, bedridden. You're a child. You need a baby nurse. Like you're, you're, someone has to like take care for you. So do most people, you know, have to get private nursing? I know, I know that you yes. offer that with yours, but again, yes. we have a worldwide audience. So I'm trying to make this educational for people who might Got not it. be here in New York Listen, with you. I mean, it's easier to have someone else take care of you. Yeah. Can someone take care of you? Yeah. I also, like my operations are very, I don't want to say aggressive, but it's comprehensive. I mean, we push things, right? We're a very, we're doing the, we're, we're going definitely farther than most. We're comfortable because I do it every day. I mean, I really need a nurse managing and following blood pressure, heart rate, fluids. I like would just not feel comfortable with the extent of operating I do 
sending people off into the wild. Um, and that's why, you know, there is, you know, tummy tuck light versions out there where they're in the operating room for 90 minutes and they have a little bit of lipo and they have a little bit of skin removal and they have a straightforward muscle repair and they're not flexed and bent over. And it's probably a lot safer to go home with, you know, just a wrap around their stomach and call it a day. Um, but that's not your... That's it's just not me. And by the way, that's probably fine and great for a lot of people. And they're thrilled. Uh, I live my life a certain way. And like, I'm going a certain speed in a certain direction. And people who vibe with me and are moving at my speed and want the same things, they're, they're signing up. Like, I don't offer the light version. Like, <laughs> so, you know, keeping in mind this general, you know, we're talking just to the general public yeah. here, right? Not your specific, but, you know, we we have to focus on like, what are what are some complications? Like, who's not a good candidate for this? Um, you know, and what are some of the negative things that, that people really need to be aware of when, when doing a surgery like this? When, not a good candidate. So it's usually a medical reason, right? Obviously, you're going to have some people that you're just like, eh, I don't really know if I want to operate, be partners with this person on a project for the next few years, because just personality issues. It's usually medical. The most common is BMI, meaning they're, they need to lose weight because yeah. a lot of the, the mass that they're carrying is inside their stomach. So if you went to the operating room, I mean, when I say inside the stomach, visceral under the muscle, if you went to the operating room, you might be able to pull some skin off, but you won't be able to tighten the barrel or tighten the muscles because the inside of the barrel is full of fat. So you're not going to get a good result. Um, so what is that target BMI for, for, for tummy tuck? Cause I know that's changed a lot from like the days of old with liposuction where they would just. Uh, listen, people are different in their kind of the way they do things. I would say under 30 is ideal. 32 is okay. 35 is too much. Got it. Okay. And that's Personal. BMI. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And remember you got to take BMI with a grain of salt because if you have a power lifter and they're super dense, they probably have a right. BMI of 50, but they have a body fat of zero. So. Okay. Okay. Um, everything's got to be taken into context. That's again, why you want to go to someone who does it all day, every day, because they're going to see around the corners, you know, they're going to have the nuances down. Right. And um, then anytime you have surgery, there's always a risk of an anesthetic complication. So that's why I like to have two anesthesiologists around. If you somehow have some unpredictable, complicated airway, get a second hand in there. Yeah. Um, bleeding, you know, uh, that's usually a technical thing. Um, but we do use blood thinners. Infection should be very low. It's definitely not going to be zero. And infections can be devastating from a little bit of a skin redness, needing an oral antibiotic to like, you know, rare infections in the skin that cause tissue loss. Um, you know, nothing great or amazing doesn't have risk. So, um, and blood clots, we get blood thinners after for a week. Um, some people do, some people don't, it's, you know, seems to prevent blood clots in our patients. Okay. But when you're going into this, no, you're going to have nuisance. You know, I think of complications which are, you know, significant problems are going to interfere with your life, infection, bleeding, blood clot, that's admission to the hospital time, really scary stuff. And then there are the nuisances, like you're going to bruise, you're going to ooze, you're going to be painful and you're going to be swollen. That's not a complication. That just is. That's part, you know, that's along for the ride. Yeah. And you're going to be emotional. Listen, I've had surgery before, so I, I can tell you, um, one, I think that you never can, um, that most people underestimate what that downtime is. It's why I'm asking you to really go into it because downtime to me was like, oh, I won't be able to go to the gym. It was like, no, I can't even get my, I couldn't even sit up. For a week, you can't even go to the bathroom. By yourself. Yeah. Like that's how knocked out you are. And for yeah. a month, you don't feel normal. 
Yeah. Uh, in terms of the mental, it's funny you bring that up. I've written a blog recently. If anyone wants to check it out, it's on my site. But I tell people the first three weeks, you're going to hate me. And then after you'll hate me and then you'll love me for the rest of your life. But the first three weeks is like a psychological battle. Oh, yeah. And worse, not only, yeah. You just paid this guy all this money. You you were cut in half. You're bruised. You're swollen. Every part of you just looks gunky. Not, yeah. And you're like, what did I do? And you always start getting the... Did I really need to do this? I wasn't so bad. Why did yes, I amen. My and to my husband, you know, um, all that goes away though. So it you know, goes just- away, but it's so important. I remind people, just don't forget, you're going to feel very sorry for yourself. And that is a natural Guilt. part of having, but if, even if you had dental surgery, when you're yeah. in pain, you feel sorry for yourself. So Why'd if I do you it? do something like this, just mentally prepare that that's how you're going to be feeling. So if you're at a point in your life where you're not feel where you're mentally not ready yeah, for this, yeah, make sure, you know, before you do something, you know, big on your body. Um, okay. So uh, I want to be mindful of your time because I know you are a busy, busy man. And, and we know that costs vary from where you are in the world mm-hmm. to, you know, specific surgeons. But can you give us ballparks for these types of things? Yeah, listen, cost structures vary. Um, margins don't vary that much, which is an interesting concept, meaning like, say, for instance, something in my office is 80,000 and it's 20,000 down the street. You're not charging four times for the same everything. I think you're probably getting 400 times worth of um you know when you get into the details pricing a lot of it is obviously if you're gonna be in manhattan the upper east side just like commercial leases are gonna be more expensive than wichita kansas staffing you want the best of the best i mean we recruit our nurses from around the country like we'll move like if you're in you know oklahoma but you're amazing you're moving here you know we we want the best and we pay them the best we have an all-star team because i don't think you can do the work um you're gonna be spending a lot more you have a lot more resources i have 15 full-time nurses who are dedicated, you know, you have your cell phone numbers 24 seven for this. Right. this so, well, like so what are, but like, what are, like, what are, like, can you kind of give ballpark? I know it's hard, but no, I ranges? Can say, I, my guess is, you know, the average for a tummy tuck nationwide is probably like 15 to 20,000 kind of all in soup to nuts, as they say in New York, which is like your anesthesia, your facility and your surgeon. And um, you know, I'm going to be five, six times that. Right. Yeah. But I think you're getting a hundred times X the value. So I think it's a bargain. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you so much. You know, Dr. Nainstein, I feel like there's probably so many questions that are going to come in. I want to remind everybody at home, if you have questions you want me to pass on to him or his team, I'm always happy to do that. You can email me at hello at artbeautypodcast.com. If people want to come to see you, what's the best way to find you? The best way is to go on our website and fill out a form, 19plasticsurgery.com, and follow me and my associate surgeons, Dr. Chris Funderburg, Dr. Anna Steve, on social media. You will find us on the web. Oh, my gosh. And trust me, you want to check out his social media because it it's like the thing that I spend time Googling. I feel like you're my friend in my head. I know you. I know your kids. I mean, like, I'm like, I, and I certainly know your so, work. <laughs> so I know we're going to take off. A lot of the times patients come in and we're like you and they say like, hey, like, I know, I feel like I know you, yeah. because, you know, because I do show my life and I know a lot of people don't want to do that. But what that really does, it really filters, you know, we're all trying to search through this world to find, find our people 
and I show you who I am and you, you know, you're going to line up with that. Yeah. If you don't like who I am and what I do, which is fine. Then like, you don't have to waste your time coming to see me. Well, I was so <laughs> pumped to have you on because I'm telling you, like I said, go check out that. I mean, it's like what I do. It's like my dirt. My husband will be like, are you looking at Ninestein again? And I'm like, yes. oh my God, but look yes, at this, but look at this. <laughs> by the way, I do it all. Nobody helps me. And we just show what we do. There's like nothing else to it. Um, I don't know if there's any trick. Just show what you do I want, yes, yourself. I, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us here. Do you feel like we covered anything before I let you go to be, you know, we kind of hit who, what it is, who it is, who it's good for, hit the risks, hit the costs, um, you know, and certainly have highlighted a lot of the benefits. Anything else that you find that your patients really need to know before? Like, I think all people should know that plastic surgery is a big deal. And if it doesn't seem like the office is making it a big deal, then it won't be a big deal to you. Look for an office and a surgeon that show, like is obsessed that and the staff should all be smiling. Everyone should want to be there. It should smell nice. It should be inspiring. It should look great. If it looks like, you know, your dental office from when you were a kid, that's the results that you're going to get. Good point. I really like that. Yeah, you might want to make sure to take a look around, use those eyes. Everything you see reflects the result. I love Period. that. I want to thank you again for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I think we're going to have a great year together. Like I said, remember, you can email me questions at hello at rpdpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and right here on YouTube at rpdpodcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to you and yours, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.